All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Pain Podcast. I am Dustin, your host, here with my good friend Matt. And today's episode is going to be quarterback and tight end rankings, one through five. Um, But before we get started, we wanted to do something kind of fun, you know, kind of a way to get our social media out there, but also the community, you know, someone from the community get, you know, get their social media out there promoted. Uh, So we thought, what's a cool way to do that? Um, And me and Matt kind of came up with an idea of having just like a trivia question. And then the first person to respond on our pot, on our, uh, on our Twitter page will they will get a shout out from us on our on our twitter page as well as our next podcast okay um and i'll say the that question here in a second um but first i just want to say you can follow us at fantasy pain pod on twitter uh you can follow matt at fantasy frontman and you can follow me at fantasy pain dls so all right now the trivia question and again it's not so you got to answer it on our on the uh, fantasy pain pod at fantasy pain pod is where you go to answer the question the first one to answer the question will get a shout out from us as well as um on on the twitter page as well as a shout out on our next podcast and the question is what running back had the second most rushing yards between 2016 and 2018 so ezekiel elliott had the most rushing yards between 2016 and 2018 what running back had the second most rushing yards between 2016 and 2018? So again, just just respond with the answer whenever you hear the question on that Fantasy Pain Pod, and we will give you guys a shout out. All right, and uh, all right, now to kick us off, will be Matt with his number one quarterback. All right, um, I went Lamar Jackson with my number one quarterback this year, and I know it's a debate between him and Pat Mahomes, but. Yeah. I just like the rushing upside mm-hmm. and like what he did last year, you know. I know Mahomes has that kind of upside too, but it's kind of a coin toss in my opinion, you know, just yeah. kind of which guy you like. Right. And I had Lamar Jackson in every one of my leagues last year, so I don't know. I got a soft spot for him, I guess, yeah. too. Yeah, I think you did. I mean, I, li- I think literally every time I played you in any league, you had Lamar Jackson. And I think I, think I got crushed by him every time, too, <laughs> and Mark Andrews. Yeah, yeah it's pretty ridiculous season. And uh, I, just, I just loved the rushing yards, man. I was looking it up, and he had 1,213 rushing yards, and that was like 121 fantasy points. Yeah, just yeah, just in rushing yards. Yeah, you'd have that's the same as 3,033 passing yards. Or 20 touchdowns. Yeah. So, like, somebody like Phillip Rivers, he'd have to get, like, over 6,000 passing yards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, to equal to that. Something like that, you know. So. Because he also led the league in touchdowns last year, right? Yeah, passing touchdowns. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah. yeah, he had a, just one of those magical fantasy seasons last year. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty ridiculous season. And so, I mean, a lot of people say that he's going to regress, you know, this year. And he may regress in some of them, some aspects, like probably the passing touchdowns, you know, would probably mm-hmm. be the one that would. But last year, a lot of times they took him out before the fourth quarter, you know, mm-hmm. or when the fourth quarter started. So this year, if they're not blowing people out every game, you know, he's going to get – a lot more playing time. Yep. And more yards, rushing maybe. You know, that's going to But they do look that. dominant again, though. Yeah. Know? Yeah, they do. They do. They look dominant. And But last year was just, like, ridiculous, you know. There was, like, yeah. four or five games. Yeah, there was. He didn't even play the fourth quarter. Yep. So, and so, I don't know. That's And I think he's a great passer. I mean, a lot of people say he's not, like, that great of a passer, that accurate. Well, well they know? were saying that at the beginning of last year. I think that kind of changed – 
mm-hmm. towards the end of last year, he kind of showed he's he's got an arm. You know, he's got some arm talent behind. You know, not he's not just a running back that can throw the ball. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, some people, I guess some of the podcasts I listen to, other people, some people still don't think he's a good passer. But I guess, yeah, probably most people are probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he turned me. Yeah. I mean, because I thought that at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year, and by the end of the year, I was, I was like, I was, I was floored. I mean, I was, I mean, I was something we haven't seen before. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a good passer in college. Like, yeah, his college QBR was like. 89th percentile yeah so like I mean he's always been a good passer so I don't know why people try to say it's just because he's a running quarterback and so he has one bad game like the game against the Titans you know never says oh he's not a good passer yeah but just because he's a good runner it's more it's more about his clutch gene yeah yeah that's the second playoff game that he's kind of bombed but Mm -hmm. I mean Fantasy football isn't done in the playoffs, you know. It's done in the regular season. Yeah, and he's also only 22 years old, I think. Yeah, so he it's is. Like, right. He's kind of, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. obviously the best dynasty quarterback. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess so. Patrick Mahomes is up there, too. He's only 24. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with either one. Yeah. So, yep, that's uh, my number one. So. All right. Well, my number I mean, see, and, and again, these one and twos, they're not – it's not like anything crazy, you know. So, uh, my number one is Patrick Mahomes. And, again, we could have went either way. Um but there's just not much to say that hasn't been said about about both these quarterbacks, right? I mean, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's got not only is he the you know best pure thrower in the league, he's got legs. You know, he runs the ball pretty well. I mean, he's not going to be Lamar Jackson, but he's going to get you some rushing yards. He's going to get you a few rushing touchdowns every year, and he's got the best weapons in the in the league. You know, he's got he's got Tyree Kill, who's saying his goal is to reach 2,000 receiving yards this year. He's got Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Helaire now. Sammy Watkins is just a throw-in. You know, he's just you know, McCall Hardman. I mean, he's got ridiculous weapons. He, if he stays healthy all 16 games, he's going to have another ridiculous season. His offensive line is good. It's just the cards are lined up for another amazing Patrick Mahomes season. Or I guess what we could now just say is a normal Patrick Mahomes season. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, so, but what I wanted to talk about a little with these quarterbacks is where I would draft them. Because they're currently going, Patrick Mahomes is currently going, I think, somewhere around 20, 22. 20. 20. Yep. And, you know, even though, you know, even though he's a great, he, he's a great player to build your team around. I, I just, I don't believe in drafting quarterbacks that early. Um, you know, you're missing out on some running back depth. You know, you're gonna have, uh, you're gonna have trouble the rest of the the rest of the draft with your roster construction because you missed out on a running back in the first or second round. You know, um, you know, you're gonna end up with, and, and also it takes away that opportunity to draft. Kelsey or Kittle early on because you really can't draft an elite tight end an elite quarterback especially in a 12-team league I mean you can I guess but you're really going to be struggling with with running backs I mean you're going to be chasing that all year long and there's nothing more comfortable than chasing running backs all year long like trying to make trades or trying to pick up free agents you know hoping that you know you have a running back that you know like David Montgomery or something that's you know good one week and two points the next week you know what I mean so he it's just it's just a you know, it's an uncomfortable way to draft. So, I always, I'm always been one of those guys that's try to draft running backs. I might, you know, if Michael Thomas was available or something, I might draft him. But I usually want to go running backs my first couple picks. Um, so I wouldn't draft uh, Patrick or Lamar Jackson until the third round somewhere. Yep. Too. All right, Matt. What's your number two? Pat Mahomes. Pretty easy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you kind of said. All there is to say about, I mean, I guess I got a few things. I don't know. I mean, Pat Mahomes has rushing floor too, and he's actually a pretty good athlete himself. And so, I don't know. 
I mean, they're really close to me, you know, probably with like a lot of people. So I'm kind of like you, though. I'd definitely wait until the third round to pick Mahomes or Jackson. Mm-hmm. I would just hate to be my second pick, you know. Definitely got to get those running backs early because you can get somebody like Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, or Kyler Murray in like probably like the f- fifth, sixth mm-hmm. round, you know. Yeah. And the difference between that guy, you know, whichever guy you get, and Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, it's probably going to be a lot less than the difference between the running back you get in round five or six. Exactly. And the back you get in exactly round my point. Six, right. Second round, two, you know, like round two. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at. And so yeah, it doesn't make sense to get him early, and it kind of sucks because I had Lamar Jackson last year. You know, I was spoiled, but this year, I think I'm only going to have him in probably that one league that we're in. We have him as a keeper. So, yeah. yep. All right, yeah, and then, of course, my number two is Lamar Jackson, but, I mean, that's a given. And basically, it's just the same thing I said about uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know. Uh, Lamar Jackson's being drafted 22nd overall, I believe. Um, so, again, I, for me, that's too early. But, I mean, then again, you know, if you really want one of these guys, you're not. it's not like you're going to just, you know, lose the season because of it. You know, I just – it just feels like you're going to be chasing the rest of the draft. You know, and you can make up – you can make it make it up, you know – somewhere you know you you know it's not like you're going to be just completely bombed by drafting one of these guys early but it's just i just you know like matt said you can draft one of these other guys later in the ra- you know later on in the draft even you know even past you know i mean there's even like the 11th and 12th quarterback you know available is you know the difference between them and you know say kyler murray or dak prescott or something like that is not as wide as what you're going to, you know, like Matt said, as the running backs that you're going to be missing out on. So I'd rather just stack up with running backs and receivers and get my quarterback late, you know. But, I mean, I think that's a strategy that I, that's kind of a known thing by now, you know, draft your quarterbacks late. So maybe you do want to bob instead of weave, you know, and draft your quarterbacks early, you know, and, and load up on running backs later because then you will have, you know, your guaranteed starter every week that's gonna that's probably going to outscore all the other quarterbacks most weeks. So, I mean, there is, there is pros and cons to it, but just – I know me personally when I'm when I'm constructing my team, I I usually tend to go with a quarterback late, and it's worked out for me you know fairly well so far. Yeah. All right, Matt. What is your number three quarterback? Um, I put Dak Prescott as my number three quarterback, and the reason I did that is, well, he's got the talent and he's got rushing floor too you know mm-hmm. you get the rushing ability and I really like that with the quarterback and uh, obviously he's got the weapons he's probably got the best receiving core in the league so I mean I don't know how you can really put anybody above Dak in my opinion but above I, Dak you mean besides uh, yeah other than, than Mahomes and Lamar Mahomes and Lamar so um, last year he had 4,900 passing yards 30 touchdowns and 11 interceptions and, um, man, he's durable. He's never missed a game in his NFL career, that, you know, since he started. And I know there's a lot of things going on with this contract, but he's, he signed the the franchise tag, so he's going to be there this year. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it's all that matters. And Mike McCarthy's coming in, and I don't know, I think he's going to be good for him because, I don't know, I think they're going to pass the ball a lot again. And he didn't change offensive coordinators. They had the same offensive coordinators last year, so... I like Dak at three. That is good, yep. Um, all right, my number three is Kyler Murray. So this this might be a bit high for some people, but I just feel like there's so much upside here with Kyler Murray, and he's I, he's almost guaranteed to improve from his rookie year because he, you know, he 
I mean, he, he I mean, he ran the ball really, you know, really well, but and threw the ball okay, especially towards the end of the season, you know, middle towards the end of the season. But um, you know, he struggled a little bit early on. He he had some offensive line trouble, obviously. But now he's got uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And he's going to have Kenyon Drake for the entire season. So he's got great weapons now. He, he got Christian Kirk, uh, you know, as his number two option now. You know, so um, he's just got you know he's got good weapons. He he can run the ball. He's you know he's not Lamar Jackson quite, but he's close. You know, and he's going to get you a ton of running yards. He's obviously probably will be the number two rushing quarterback in the league this year. Um, and you know he's just due to improve. You know he's in a he's in an air raid offense. He's in an offense that's that is meant to get uh, fantasy points for a quarterback, right? Um, you know he's currently being drafted 55th overall, which is if you're in a 12 team league in the fifth round. And again, I wouldn't take Kyler that early. I would probably take him somewhere around the um, sixth or seventh. But he's also you know but he's also there's. You know, he's sometimes the sixth or seventh quarterback being taken. You know, so if you're in the right draft, you you can get him that late. You know, um, but but that's the crazy thing about quarterbacks, and it has been for several years now, is that the quarterback depth is so deep that you can wait and you and you might still get the guy that you thought you were going to have to take in the fourth round. You know, because there's just so many quarterbacks and so many people have different opinions on which quarterback they like. You know, after the first couple, um, you know, so. So again, you know, I, I would prefer to load up on my running backs and receivers, and get Kyler if I can seventh in the sixth or seventh. If not Kyler, then you know somewhere else, someone around that area. But yeah, so Kyler Murray is my number three. All right, Maddie, what's your number four? Um, <clears throat> I went with Deshaun Watson as my number four, and he's like going as number like sixty-two overall. So I kind of like the value, and a lot of people don't like him, you know, because of, he lost Hopkins. But I think he's still got a pretty good set of receivers around him. And so I think he's going to spread the ball around. And they're probably going to be really vertical offense this year because all the receivers are speed receivers. Yep. And so, and plus, <clears throat> so that'll stress the field for, for him to get more rushing yards too. Like if they take off and he's, you know, and they're not open or whatever, he's probably going to get a lot more rushing yards up the middle. Yeah. And, um,. I don't know. He's got the rushing floor. He's, he gets a lot of rushing yards. He's, he's also a great passer. He's just been a great quarterback ever since he's been into the league. So, <clears throat> I don't know. I'd probably draft him in, like, probably the sixth round. That's probably where i draft him if, if I was going to draft him. But I don't know. If I don't get one of these guys, probably, and maybe another guy I'm going to talk about, I'd probably wait until, like, the 10th or 11th round even draft yeah. a quarterback. Yeah, that's usually what I do. I mean, and again, I, I like Deshaun. I don't have him in my top five, which again, that might be kind of shocking to some. And it's only because, man, he's lost his number one guy. You know, I mean, I mean, a guy that he had such great chemistry with. You know, they were good friends off the field. They were just, you know, Deshaun was upset with, with Bill O'Brien. You know, I mean, he's he's come out and said it. You know, he's been upset on Twitter. He he was shocked by the move. You know, I mean, he, they got Will Fuller, Randall Cobb. You know, I mean, they got some they got some pieces, but if Will Fuller, I mean, who knows how long he's going to be be available? You know, he might tear a hamstring the first quarter of the first game. You know, I mean, so I just, I just, I I don't see Deshaun outplaying last year. You know, I mean, he's got not as good weapons as last year, but I mean, he's going to have a great season, and he could very well be a top five quarterback. It's easy, you know, for him. I mean, you know, he's he's an elite talent, but I just feel like his weapons are lacking compared to some of the other quarterbacks that are on the list. Yeah, I guess I just like him there because... Of his rushing potential, yeah. Well, 
he's shown it. You yeah, know? He's right. Shown it he's and, consistent, and he's got the ceiling, and I think he's got the floor too. Yeah, no, you're right. He's like yeah, he's definitely one of the more safer, more safe picks. Yeah, you know. But, I mean, all right. All right. Uh, my number four is Russell Wilson, uh, currently being drafted around 58th, which is again in the fifth round. Um, you know, he's a safer pick for me between Kyler and Russell, but. Um, you know, and and like Matt just mentioned, the ceiling and floor thing. Kyler, I think, has the higher ceiling, but Russell has the way higher floor. You know, uh, Kyler was a little inconsistent last year. Russell is, has been very, very consistent the last few years, and he's and he also gets you those rushing yards. You know, every quarterback that we've talked about just about so far includes those rushing yards because those rushing yards are so important in fantasy football. I mean, they're just free points. You know, I mean. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Mahomes has games where he has 60 yards rushing. I mean, that's, you know, and, you know, you don't think of him as a rushing quarterback. But, you know, then you draft, if you have somebody like Phillip Rivers, you know, that's six, you know, five or six points a game you're giving up just on rushing yards, you know. Because, I mean, he's a statue back there compared to, like, these other guys that we're talking about. So it's not, it's not a coincidence that every quarterback that we're talking about in the top five so far is a mobile quarterback. You know, but Russell Wilson, um, you know, like I say, he's a bit more consistent. And, um, you know, I'd, he's another one of those quarterbacks I'd be okay taking in the 6th or 7th, right around where I would take Kyler. Um, but I wouldn't draft him where he's currently being drafted. But, again, he's one of those quarterbacks that I've seen in, in some drafts that I've done, I've seen him fall farther than, than this. You know, I've seen him fall to the 6th and 7th round in 12-team leagues. So, yeah. all right, Matty, number 5. Yeah, Russell Russell's my number 5, and <clears throat> I agree with a lot of that too. And it's just all about – I'd have him higher. If I'd probably have him number three if they would let him throw the ball more. I mean, yeah. But they're going to be a run first team, and but I don't know. I'm just counting on the talent, and he's got got two great weapons, you know now, and so I don't know. It's just hard to count Russell Wilson out because he does it every year. Mm-hmm. It's just, but at the end of the year, he's going to probably going to be a top five guy. But it's kind of tough. It's going to be like kind of a rocky road there as a fantasy owner, you know. Yeah. I know because you had him last year yeah. in one of our leagues, and he'll get you forty. Yeah. And then he'll get you twelve. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So. But he. Yeah. But you're right though. He does consistently finish as a top five, a top six quarterback year in and year out, at least the last few years. Yep. So, um, I don't know. It's kind of tough to, uh, if you want to go with consistency or you know, get those forty point games, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but but I like Russell Wilson as as the fifth guy. Get him in like the probably take him in like the sixth. Yep. Yep. All right. My number five guy is this. So I do this one kind of weird. It's Aaron Rodgers, who is currently the tenth rated quarterback. But <clears throat> I, but the reason I put him as my number five quarterback, I don't necessarily think he's going. You know, he's going to finish as a. I mean, he. I, watch out. I'll say this. There's a high chance he could finish as a top five quarterback, but where he's being drafted at is 77th overall, which I would be okay taking Aaron Rodgers 77th overall. You know, that's the 7th, 8th round, you know, around the 7th round um, in a 12-team league. It's just more of a gut feel with him because I just feel like, you know, if you base this off the last two seasons, then, yeah, he's not going to be a top-five guy. He finished number nine, number 9 and number 13 in the last two seasons. However, he's just motivated this year. You know, I just, you know, Aaron Rodgers has something to prove this year. And with a motivated something to prove Aaron Rodgers – you know, he could be dangerous, you know, he's a bad man, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's got weapons, you know, he's got Devontae Adams, he's got Aaron Jones, um, you know, he, he's gonna be, you know, he's just, 
I don't know. I just I, I'm not going to count him out, you know. And I have a feeling that he that he could very very easily be a top five quarterback this year. It surprised a lot of people. So I put him as my number five only because I wanted to kind of talk about him a little bit, you know, and say that he's one of those guys that I I am that I'm sure is going to out that outplay his his uh, ADP. He doesn't have a girlfriend anymore either. Oh yeah, him and Danica broke up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh boy. All right. So now that we got our top five quarterbacks out of the way. Um, I want to go ahead and mention just one more time that you can follow us at Fantasy Pain Pod. Um, you know, just give us a shout. You know, and, we, and look, we respond back to people. And you know, anybody that that's willing to talk to us, you know, we're willing to talk back. You know, have a conversation, talk about fantasy football. I mean, it's what we love. You know, so just give us a shout. You know, just um, you know, ask what's up, and we'll you know we'll respond. But all right, moving on to tight ends. All right, my number one tight end is Travis Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey is currently being taken number 19th overall in the second round, and that is easily where I would recommend taking him. I wouldn't even mind taking him early in the second round, you know, 14th or 15th overall. He's, you know, having an elite tight end is such an advantage because, you know, you're pretty much going to beat all your other opponents in that in, in that position every week, you know. So, that, so I mean, right there, you, you have an advantage over every other opponent every week. So, and I mean, him and obviously, you know, George Kittle are one and two, and then there's kind of maybe a little bit of a fall off. But, uh, but yeah, he's, I mean, I, I would, he's like one of those players that I would take before his ADP, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that, because the difference between, like, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle and, like, you know, those other guys you get later, you know, mm-hmm. is a huge difference. Yeah. I think it's different than the quarterbacks. I'd, yeah. I'm definitely over getting a tight end earlier than a quarterback. I still don't really like to do it, but if they fall to, like, the third round, you know, like, yeah. for sure do it. Yeah. And maybe even in the second. second. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, it depends on – because if I get, like – you know, because if you have, a, like, like a late second, you're going to have an early third, you know, so you can go running back, tight end, running back, you know, and you're still going to be sitting pretty. And, like – I just can't tell you how comfortable it is to have an elite tight end just sitting in your roster every week, knowing that you're going to beat that player at that at that you know your opponent that week at that position. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just such a good feeling, you know. So then you just got to worry about beating all the other positions. It's just, you know, having a plug and play tight end is so it's just so comforting. You know, it's just it's just one of those positions that if you can if you get one of these top guys, you know, it's just it's a huge advantage as far as roster construction goes. Yep. Only, only if they fall, for sure. If they yeah. don't fall, and then I'll try to find, like, last year's, like, Mark Andrews or something later, you know. Mm-hmm. But I got him in waiver on the waiver last year, but that doesn't happen every season. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, you're number one? It's Travis Kelsey. I mean, some people would put George Kittle above him, but honestly, I don't think so. I mean, not even in a dynasty, I wouldn't, because, I mean, Kittle still has another – two years at least and if you get Kittle numbers or or Kelsey get Kelsey numbers for two years in that offense with Pat Mahomes and he's like the number one target Mm -hmm. like I'd much rather have him over George Kittle who's the first option in his offense too but they're like a run first offense offense, right you know and so definitely put uh, Kelsey at number one he this is I think he's four years in a row he's been the number one tight end which is pretty crazy so I think he's. De- I think he's going to repeat that this year. And uh, he has six years or something like that with a thousand yards, right? And that something like that. I don't know. I think it's. Hmm. I I I haven't looked that up or verified that. I just thought I remember hearing that. He's like he's broken the record for most most years in a row for a tight end with a thousand yards receiving. Man. Yeah. In the 
his PPR finishes the last, I don't know, a few years. 2014, it was number six. And then 15, it was number eight. And then number one, number one, number one, number one. So, like, even before he was number one four years in a row, he still two years was a top eight tight end. Yeah, and that was with Alex Smith. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, I mean, yeah, once Patrick Mahomes came in the fold, he was <laughs> just, he, he took another step, you know, just, a, uh, you know, just crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think he's I definitely don't think he's ready to fall off at all for sh- like he's, mm-hmm. what like what'd you say he's thirty one years is he thirty one yeah. years old? No, he's still yeah. I still think he's got at least two two good years left in him. So he might be the number one tight end six years in a row. Yeah. You know, so. Well, I mean he's got he's got maybe he's got a few a few guys to challenge him, but it's not like the quarterback position where there's so many, you know, guys that could possibly finish number one. You know, there's only maybe three or four guys that could finish number one. Really, if everybody stays healthy, could uh, could finish number one. Yeah. You know that's why it, you know that's why there's such an advantage to drafting a tight end. You know one of these one of these great tight ends as opposed to drafting a quarterback where you can wait because there's so much running back depth and there's not that much tight end depth. You know it falls off kind of. There's like a few tiers and then it kind of gets a little. If you if you don't get a tight if you're the twelfth person to get a tight end, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of rolling the dice there a little bit. Yeah, I took in one of my leagues that I already drafted a redraft. I waited though until like the tenth round. Or, yeah, I think it was the 10th round. It was a 10-team league, though. And I just drafted two tight ends at the end. Mm-hmm. I drafted um, Hayden Hurst and Mike Gesicki. Mm-hmm. So I got, like, two of the guys, you know. And, That's a good, yeah. And this year yeah. might not be that bad with the coronavirus having two tight ends anyways Yeah. on your roster. Yeah, I know, right? Um, no, you're right about that. God, who knows? I know. Maybe they should let, like, you know, like these fantasy football rosters add a few roster spots or a few IR spots, you know, because <laughs> they're probably going to need them. Yeah. You know? You know, I wonder if ESPN's thought about that because that's where we play on a lot of, or in Yahoo. Yeah, uh, they should for add, sure. add a few IR spots. Yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe like an IR spot and then a Corona spot. <laughs> yeah, and just and maybe a, a deeper bench too. Yeah. But some people are saying if you make the bench deep, then the waiver wire will, will be, be more bare, so they yeah. don't hurt people too. But yeah, so that that know. is true. I, I I mean, yeah, that is true. All right, uh, my number two is uh, obviously George Kittle. Um, he's being taken 23rd overall, which, again, is the second round. Um, that's also right where I'd be okay drafting him. You know, I don't think he's going to have as good of a season as Kelsey. You know, he's you know, he's a little bit below Kelsey. But, again, he's one of those plug-and-play tight ends that that is just, you know. And, again, he, now that Emmanuel Sanders is gone and Debo Samuel is going to be probably out for the first month or so, George Kittle is the absolute focal point of that passing game. I mean, I mean he's going to get fed targets. So he's going to be a PPR monster, especially early on. I mean, even when Debo Samuel comes back, he's still there. He's still the the guy. You know, he just signed the monster contract. He's the guy in San Francisco. They're going to feature him. Um, you know, there's there's going to be just a lot more. You know, a lot of balls just being fed to him because you know, no Emmanuel Sanders, no Debo Samuel. Um, they got Brandon Ayuk, but you know, he's just a rookie, no offseason. So. Yeah, George Kittle's going to get fed a ton of balls. And, again, I'd be okay dra- drafting him um, somewhere in the second round. Um, you know, he's a little less consistent um, than Kelsey, but still clearly an, an elite player with an edge over the – over, which will give you an edge over your weekly opponents. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> All right, Matty, number two. I got George Kittle at number two also. And, man, he's such an athlete, like – Dusty, look at right here. Look, that's his um, workout metrics. He has like he's over 90 percentile in all of the five metrics on player profile. So he's just like such an athlete, <clears throat> and he's gonna compete with Kelsey for the number one spot. But I think if they both stay healthy, 
I just don't think there's any way he could outdo Kelsey in that offense. Right. You know, but, I mean, definitely be happy to have him. And, and yeah, I would probably, if I really wanted to get a tight end in the second and Kelsey was picked right before me, I, I probably would pick Kittle. Yeah. I mean, so he's right up there with Kelsey for me. Yeah. So. I mean, it kind of depends on how the draft falls, too. You know, I mean, if, if like, a, if like several receivers have gone and, and, uh, you know, and um, and like Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are both gone, and so there's just such good running backs available. You know, I would take probably take the running backs over Kittle and, and Kelsey. But if you're like in a in a pro league or something, you know, where like obviously everybody knows what they're doing and they're all taking running backs, boom, 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 mm-hmm. then you know it's okay. I completely be okay with taking Kelsey or Kittle. You know, where instead of reaching for a running back, that's that's shouldn't that's maybe not quite what you want or where you wanted to take them. So, all right, uh, my number three is Mark Andrews. I, I'm sure Matt has number th- I mean, you know, these, to me, the top three were kind of, I wouldn't say they were a given, especially number three, but I mean, the top two were, but Mark, I, f- I feel like there was a tier with Kelsey and Kittle, and then I feel like Mark Andrews is kind of in a tier by himself right below it. Yeah. Um, and he's being taken 43rd overall, which is in the fourth round, um, which, again, I'm, I would be happy taking him in the fourth round, you know, um, because I feel like he's... He's gonna, you know, he had a great year last year, and he's got, and he's got potential for an even better year. You know, he doesn't have any competition for snaps because Hayden Hurst went to Atlanta. Um, you know, he's in the second year of that of that offense. Now, you know, he could have some touchdown regression, but then again, maybe not because I mean, Lamar Jackson is a great red zone uh, passer. You know, and and uh, Mark Andrews is that is his target in the red zone. Um, so so yeah, I'd be okay taking him forty third. Um, you know, I'd, I'd even be okay, depending on how the draft was falling, taking him in the third, you know, late third. You know, if I had, like, an early first-round pick where I got, like, Saquon or McCaffrey, you know, and then it snaked around to me, and then I had an early third. Or, I mean, I mean uh, I'm sorry, I said that completely wrong. If I had, like, a late first-round pick, and then it snaked around to me where I had a late third-round pick, um, I would be okay taking Mark Andrews in the third round. Um, but yeah, so I mean, he's the favorite off. He's the favorite target in an offense that's elite. You know, he's Lamar Jackson's favorite target, so he's gonna get his balls. Well, I got number uh, Mark Andrews at number three also, and I mean, it's hard not to put him at number three with what he did last year. He was uh, finished as the PPR tight end five last year, and uh, I I heard that he's gonna play even though he has diabetes. So there was questions about. Whether or not he's going to going to play, and I guess he is going to play, but he could be. I'm Scott Cavett. I had diabetes. <laughs> he could be uh, one of those one of those people though, the at risk people that might you know. What if he decides to not play like in the middle of the season? But I don't know. I guess if he says he's going to play, he'll probably play. He's you know. Yeah. His competitors, team teammates are going to count on him. Yeah. So, but he'll he'll probably be, he'll, he'll be the number one t- uh, target on his team too, like Kittle and Kelsey. So. I mean, to get a tight end that's the number one target on their team is hard to find. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think he's going to receive a higher snap share this year than he did last year. There's no Hayden Hurst, and he had some injuries last year. And he had 98 targets last season in 15 games, even though he had a really low like snap share. Mm-hmm. And so it just seems like whenever Lamar Jackson is throwing it, he's like just looking for Mark Andrews. So, Especially in the red zone. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, they don't really have another red zone target. I mean, you know, Marquise Brown is, is you know, a speedster, but you know, he's not really a red zone threat. You know, he's you know, he's more of a more of a down the field guy. Yeah, you're you're right. They don't they don't really. They got a receiver, a rookie. Well, Boykin, 
I think he was supposed to be the red zone threat, yeah. wasn't he? But he he didn't really work out last mm-hmm. year. So we'll I just mean, it's kind of the reason that the Mark Ingram had all those you know touchdown catches is yeah. you know because they really didn't have any anybody to throw the ball to the red zone. So I mean, you know, Mark Ingram might you know and J.K. Dobbins might might be some, you know have have a few touchdown catches again this year. Mm-hmm. With the running backs. Yeah, I bet Lamar Jackson has more rushing touchdowns this year than he did last year. Yeah. But um, anyways, Mark Andrews, he, yeah, he had ten tight ten uh, touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. Led the league in touchdowns, tight ends. And I'd probably draft him in, like, the fifth. Like, I like Mark Andrews. I had him last year. But there was a stretch of games where he was just terrible. Yeah. Like, I mean. He kind of let you down. I remember that. Like, it was like, yeah. yeah. It was towards the end of the se- the regular season. But he stepped up again in the, in the postseason, right? He did. I mean, in the playoff, in the, uh, yeah. in the fantasy postseason. <clears throat> yeah. So I like him. I guess I just wouldn't. I wouldn't pick him before the fifth just because if I'm going to pick a tight end that early, I'm going to want, like, consistency. Consist- yeah. From a tight end, if I, you know, I could pick Hayden Hurst later, mm-hmm. like I, you know, like I did in that, in that league, or somebody like that, and have just a great roster all around, other than tight end, and I think I'd be okay. I just, I and I and I see and I agree with what you're saying, you know, based on the numbers. I just, you know, with there not being as much competition is, uh, you know, and and being the second, you know, and having more chemistry uh, with Lamar Jackson, being the focal point of the passing game, kind of, you know, him and Marquise Brown, kind of. I feel like that that inconsistency is gonna get better if not complete. You know, I mean, he's gonna be a much more consistent player. I, I, it just kind of points in that direction. You know, just you know, all signs point towards more consistency, uh, more consistency, and so that's the reason why I'd be okay drafting him in the fourth or third, in late third or anywhere after that. I hope so, cause he's probably gonna be one of my keepers. Yeah, in the I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> most likely him and Lamar Jackson. So. All right, uh, number four. My number four is Zach Ertz. <laughs> he's currently being taken 41st overall, which which means he's being drafted before Mark Andrews. Um, you know, according to the, now this is a what is it fantasypros.com? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which pros. which combines I think all the sites, all their average draft positions like ESPN, Yahoo, all the sites, um, and then combines it. So so with all those sites combined, Zach Ertz is being taken before Mark Andrews, which I thought was kind of shocking. I mean. Um, yeah, Zach Ertz. I guess you could say he's probably more. He was more consistent, but um, you know he he also has you know a little bit of an injury history. Um, but he is the best option. You know he's also the red red zone option for a good quarterback in Carson Wentz. Um, you know he does have some competition for snaps with Dallas Goddard. You know Dallas Goddard does come in a lot. Um, you know, or, and there's also two tight ends. You know, you know they run two tight end formations a lot. So I mean, um, you know he's. He's gonna have more more competition for snaps than Mark, you know, because Mark Andrews last season had had Hayden Hurst, kind of the same situation that uh, Zach Ertz does, but but uh, Mark Andrews is the guy now. Zach Ertz still has Dallas Goddard, who they drafted early. They like Dallas Goddard. They're gonna give him some balls. So Zach Ertz has competition, um, you know. Uh, he, uh, now Zach Ertz was also he was also really inconsistent last year too. He had six games with ten points or less. Um, although he was also hurt for a lot of those games, where I mean he he stuck it out and played, but he was he just played really hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean Zach Ertz, you know he's um, you know like being taken forty first overall, which is in the fourth round. But I wouldn't take him. I it, I he probably wouldn't fall to me, but I wouldn't take him until like around the sixth or seventh round. But I'm sure he would be taken by then. But yeah, so I just basically I would. But that's where I would say I'd be okay taking him as in the sixth or seventh round. Because I, I just feel like he's gonna have more. He's gonna be more inconsistent than Mark Andrews because of the competition, and you know a little bit of the injury history. You know, you just never know. So. Yeah, he has the injury history for sure. Yep. All right, Matt. But your number four. Man, 
My number four, <clears throat> I put Tyler Higby. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably, I don't know if people have him as their number four tight end. But, man, I don't know. It might be a hot take. But people, I don't know. People say he can't repeat what he did last year, like down the stretch, you know, mm-hmm. which probably can't because that was like, I think it was an all-time tight end stretch that he did for those four or five games. And so he doesn't really have to repeat that to be a top five tight end. If he did repeat that, he would be had the best tight end season of all time. Right. So I don't think he's going to repeat it, but I think I think McVay is going to kind of do what they did towards the end of last year. Like, they drafted Van Jefferson, you know, but they didn't really replace um, Brandon Cooks. I think Van Jefferson, I don't know what kind of receiver he is, but he, he they say he's not really, you know, ready to be a great receiver quite yet, you know what I mean? So he's not going to fill in Brandon Cooks' role. So... I have seen him do a lot of two tight end sets this year. And run yeah, the but ball I mean, lot. yeah, they still got Robert Woods and um, Cooper and, Cup. Yeah, Cooper Cup. Yeah, they still got really good receivers. Yeah, they got two. Yeah. But, so I think that's why they're going to try to throw and, and, and throw Higby in there as the third guy. Yeah. Yeah, they'll do like the two tight end sets a lot more rather than like the three wide receivers sets right. they used to. Do. That's what my point was. Yeah. Is that they're going to use the two tight ends a lot more, and so I think Everett could even have a good season too. And I don't know. I guess. A lot of people like Cooper Cup, but I, I don't like him as much as I did last year because, I mean, I hear all the stuff about he, he doesn't really beat one-on-one coverage, and he's not good on the outside. He's like a terrible like receiver on the outside. Yeah, he's a he's, slot guy. He's great in the middle, so I'm thinking, <clears throat> what are they going to do? I mean, they're going to put Cup on the outside and Woods on the outside, so if, if he struggles and he doesn't get open, then, the, then they're probably going to throw up the Higby a lot like they did last year. Yeah. And so, well, no, I mean, no, they're not, they're not going to line, line him up on the outside, Cooper Cup. Who's going to be on the outside? Then they'll, they'll find somebody else. But, yeah, they're not going to make Cooper Cup do what he's not good at. He's a great slot receiver. They'll make him line up in the slot. You know? I mean, they're not going to make – they're not going to put a player – you know, I don't – they're not, they're not going to put a player in a position to not succeed. Yeah, I guess that's why his snap share went down, like, a lot last year when they started doing the two tight end sets. Yeah. That went down to, like, 50 or 60%. So, like – yeah, because I mean, yeah, because I mean, he was still. I mean, yeah, because you know, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods were still their one and two receivers. Yeah. So like you said, yeah, they're not going to put Cooper Cup out there. So like, what other receiver do they have to put out there? So, what are they going to do? I mean, if they put another receiver out there. He's not going to be that good, probably. So they're probably going to throw it to Higby yeah. a lot again this year too. Mm-hmm. So. All right. <clears throat> um, my number five is Evan Ingram. Which that could might I mean you know that this could also maybe maybe be a little bit of a hot take because he's being taken seventy second overall, which is uh, you know the end of the sixth round you know the end of the sixth beginning of the seventh, um, but overall I mean he, he has the potential to be an elite tight end. It's just he's just got to stay healthy. He can't you know he's just has trouble staying on the field. He hasn't had a full season, um, you know. But I mean look. The defenses have to respect Saquon, you know, so they're going to load up the box. So there's going to be a lot of one-on-ones. Evan Ingram is a great athlete. You know, he's basically a receiver in the tight end's body. You know, he's just a big receiver is basically what he is. You know, and uh, Daniel Jones is going to, is you know, is a good quarterback. You know, he, he's shown what he could do last year. So he's going to be able to get the ball to Evan Ingram. Um, you know, and so, and so Evan Ingram, if he can stay healthy, has the potential to be a top three tight end, really. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, we haven't really seen what Evan Ingram can do. We haven't seen his full potential yet. You know, because we haven't seen, you know, we, we've seen flashes. You know, like like the opening game last year, he had a great opening game last year, and then he, after that, he was just he struggled with injuries again. You know, um, 
But yeah, I feel like if he, if he can stay healthy, which is a big if with a lot of these guys, but if he can stay healthy, he has the potential to be a top three tight end. And he's somebody that I would that I'd be okay taking in the sixth round. But I would make sure that I drafted depth. You know, I drafted maybe Jack Doyle late. You know, real late or you know some you know Mike Kosecki, something like that. Somebody, someone that I have to back up to be there in case Evan Ingram goes down, and I'm not just completely, you know, worrying about the waiver wire, hoping to pick up a backup tight end or something, you know. Okay. All right, Maddie. Um, I put Zach Ertz as my number five, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I was kind of been down on like on Zach Ertz lately, or like you know before the last few weeks, but then I just started thinking, like they did, they got Jalen Rager and they got some other receivers, but. Alshon Jeffrey might not play, not, might not even make the team like you said last time. And, I mean, he's still going to get so many targets over the middle. And Jalen Rager and Deshaun Jackson, they're going to stretch the field for him. And I still think Ertz is going to be a pretty good tight end this year. I mean, he's 30, what is he, 30 years old? Uh, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, so he's not, I mean, he may seem a lot, lot older than, like, Kelsey, you know, with the injuries and everything. But in PPR, he's still going to get quite a few catches. And I think just the catches alone are going to make him a top five tight end yeah yeah because he's got to get fed the ball yeah and probably judy could other than kelsey I mean, he might lead the uh, tight ends and targets this he's year. actually 29 he's only 29 29 and I, I love goddard too but i mean i think they're gonna roll out two tight ends this they, year they are a lot you know they are like yeah last year they they did a Roll out two tight ends 52% of the time yeah the next team was minnesota at like 34% yep so and Minnesota did it to run the ball, where 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 Philadelphia did it to throw the ball. You know mm-hmm. you know you know what I mean. Those two tight end sets, those two tight end sets, a lot of times were, you know, they had both those guys running routes. Where as Minnesota, a lot of times those two tight ends were because they wanted to you know do like a pitch with Dalvin Cook or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean yeah, I, Zach Ertz is gonna get you know Carson Wentz. You know they got you know Alshon Jeffrey may not even make the team. You know, so they got Jalen Rager and Deshaun Jackson, and then it's Zach Ertz, you know what I mean? But Zach Ertz kind of is the focal point of that offense, of that passing game as well. So, I mean, yeah, Zach Ertz, you know, all, all these players that we mentioned are going to be, are the type of tight ends that you, that you just plug and then are okay with leaving in, you know? They're not ones that you have to, you know, worry about matchups or anything like that. You know, you, you, know, you leave them in if they're healthy, you play them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good thing about these tight ends. Yeah, and we're ranking these tight ends, but honestly, like, yeah, like I said earlier, if I don't get Kittle or Kelsey, like Ertz, I'd pick him in like the seventh or something. He's never gonna get there. Like, yeah, I just wait. Like, I'm not gonna have Ertz or maybe not even Andrews, you know. Or Higby is the one guy that I'll, I've gotten a lot in like best balls and stuff. Yeah, because not, can, not not that many people know about him, or or I guess I shouldn't say that. Not not that many people are as high on him. Maybe. Yeah, they were like real high, like at the end of the season, mm-hmm. like fluctuated and like. The startup I got, like, you know, he went pretty early, like in January, I think it was, or February. But it's like people start to, it's like his hotness kind of like wears off. You know, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like how hot he was at the end of the season, like his name was like everywhere. That kind of wears off. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. And like a lot of people are just thinking that Gerald Everett yeah. is going to be a lot better this year. Yep. So, I don't know. That's where I'm at with the tight ends. I'd, I'd rather just go late if I'm not going to get Kittle or Kelsey for sure. Because this year it seems like it's a lot deeper than it's been. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, it is deeper than it has been. You're right. Because I've noticed that with best balls, <laughs> when I do the best balls and stuff too, it's been, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, yeah, there's still tight ends available in the late rounds that I'm okay. You know, Jack Doyle, who plays, you know, uh, you know, with Philip Rivers, who loves his tight ends, 
you know, has and, and no no Eric Ebron now, you know, he you know, he could be a very viable late late round tight end pick, you know, um, that I'd be okay rolling out with, you know. I mean, on most on most games, on most matchups. Yeah, man. Blake Jarwin. Mm-hmm. Shoot, he's a tight end twenty right now. Like, shoot, I honestly if I was if my team was stacked and I end up picking Blake Jarwin last or something, you know, I wouldn't be that too upset about it, you know? No. I mean Yeah. If he doesn't work out, just drop him and pick up another one of those guys, you know. I mean, in general I don't I don't usually draft two tight ends. Mm-hmm. But if I had somebody like Evan Ingram Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Zach or something like that. Somebody that has a high probability mm-hmm. of being injured, I would, I'd be okay drafting one of those backup tight ends, you know, or not backup tight ends, but tight ends to back up my guy. You know, like Jack, you know, like Jack Doyle, Blake Jarwin, uh, you know, Mike Gusecki, somebody like that, that um, you know is being drafted pretty late, but can be a viable fantasy option for you in case of emergency. Yeah, because if, if they hit, like people like in their home leagues that we play together. Like, people will, will trade for tight ends. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, if you picked up Blake Jar when he hit, like, hits like Mark Andrews did last year, mm-hmm. like, you'll be able to trade him and, like, maybe, like, one of your less running backs, lesser running backs, and get an upgrade. For a stud, back, yeah. Or even trade him for, like, a good wide receiver, you yeah. know? Like, pe- people just love... I know it's not the same for quarterbacks. With with quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. people, you know, everybody has a good quarterback. So if you have, like, you know, your backup quarterback is a stud, too, nobody really wants him, you know. But but, but tight Mm -hmm. ends, I know a lot of people don't have a good tight end. So if you have have two studs in your team, you're right. It's great trade bait. Mm -hmm. You're right. So, I mean, yeah, that's a whole other thing to talk about. I mean, that's a whole other element added to it. Yeah, dude. Last year in in our Yahoo Pro League, I had Hunter Henry and – uh, Mark Andrews in that league like most of the year and then I think in the last week of the season I dropped them two and I got Dallas Goddard and Tyler Higby yeah I was like how did I get have all these tight ends on my team yeah on the same team in one year I had those four different tight ends that's crazy it was insane that's awesome <clears throat> all right well Matt did you have anything else you wanted to add uh no I don't, I don't any think sleepers so. that you wanted to talk about or anything uh, well, just like Blake Jarwin, and like there's a couple left. You know, there's so many like T.J. Hawkinson, man. You can get him. Like I don't even know if he's going as a tight end one, like tight end fourteen. Like with his upside, he's drafted in the top. I know 10. what happened to him last year, man. He had that great opening game, and then what happened? <laughs> I think he had a few drops. He had some drops and stuff, and then the Matt Stafford wasn't really yeah. Yeah, and, but tight ends never produce the rookie year hardly ever. I think Evan yeah. Ingram and Gronk were the only two like in the last like decade or 15 years or whatever to, to actually do good the rookie year so like that first game when he did that even though it was just one game I, I think a rookie tight end like showing that they can do that just shows like elite his potential talent. yeah yeah because so, I mean he was drafted not you know he was drafted because you know he the Lions thought he could be a game changer now now the Lions now that doesn't say a lot because the Lions are wrong just about every time they draft but <laughs> yeah I mean you know but, I mean he was you know I mean he was rated high by a lot of by a lot of smart people so i mean he, there's a reason for that so i mean he's you know he yeah you're right he has the potential to be another great one yeah and it's tied in like man shoot for the moon with tight end yeah like i mean why not like if they don't work out you can pick up jack doyle you yeah. know what i mean like mm-hmm. so i just think about tight end just shoot for the moon for him and try to get go for a straight upside with tight end in my opinion yes dan yep all right 
Well, that is it. That is our quarterback rankings. That's our tight end rankings. We just want to say thank you again. And don't forget, if you can answer that question, who had the second most rush yards between 2016 and 2018 behind Ezekiel Elliott, just go to our Twitter page at Fantasy Pain Pod. Pain is spelled P-A-Y-N-E, by the way. So Fantasy Pain, P-A-Y-N-E, Pod. Like the name Pain. Yeah, like Major Pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you go to at Fantasy Pain Pod and answer the question, we will give you a shout out on Twitter, as well as go on our next podcast, give you a shout out. Um, and also, you know, don't forget to give Matt a follow at Fantasy Frontman, and then give me a follow at Fantasy Pain DLS. All right, that's the show. Thanks for listening, and have a great one. <laughs>